What's up, guys? Jason Payne, the host of the Sexy Business Status Podcast. I'm here with my boy, Pete. How do you say it? Meyerhoff? There you go. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, Meyerhoff. Yeah. They call him Chappie, right? <laughs> Mr. Chappie. And uh, local, you live in Chandler? Yeah. Well, actually, I just moved to Biltmore area. Oh, you're Biltmore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's here in Arizona. And uh, so we did, we had MenaceCon in January, and we had a bunch of speakers and whatnot. And uh, Pete's really good buddies with Josh Snow. And Josh Snow is friends with, we're, we're going to make this a point coming up here. Uh, he's buddies with Lois Hustle, right? Who lives in Miami. Yep. And so Lois was speaking and they were talking to whatever. He's like, dude, I'm in town. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, dude, come over here. So we got Josh to show up to Wild Horse. You rolled with him and uh, well, he randomly texted me too. He's like, yo, where are you at? He's like, I'm at this event right by your house. Don't you live over here? Because I told him I lived right over by then. I looked yeah. up. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm eight minutes from me. He's like, come through. I was like, bet, I'm there. Yeah, you're like, I'm on the two, two, five minutes later. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of funny. So, so that whole line of events. So, from that, so Kent uh, had an event. I'm in his mastermind. He hooked us up with Lowe's, then Lowe's to Josh, Josh to you. And here we are, man. Yeah. So, it's kind of funny when you, when you follow the trainer, like, how did you and so and so meet? How do you know so and so? And, uh, and then from there, uh, talking about transactional versus transformational. It's one of my core values. Be transformational, not transactional. And uh, I just want to thank you for being genuine and not being that cocky asshole that's like, because other guys come and speak, right? And they're like, you, you have to pay them or mm -hmm. th they do it and then you never hear from them again or like you try and get a hold of them and they're yeah. all of a sudden like, who the fuck are you? Those guys you know? all fizzle out too. Right, right, right. And Carlos Reyes uh, was on our podcast uh, before MenaceCon and he he's talked about that. He's like, dude. He's like, some of those guys are going to be transactional and just keep that relationship as is. Don't. He's like, you can try and make it transformational, but if it doesn't happen, don't get butt hurt. Just For sure. some people are just like that. Yep. He's like, but the other way around. And Carlos is a very transformational type person. He personally reached out once all this menace blow up bullshit went around. He actually called me. He heard from somebody else. He called Nick, wow. and he and Nick were going back and forth about what happened in the story and all that shit. And then he's like. Where's Jason? And he's like, he's probably working. I don't know. He's in Arizona. I'm in yeah. San Diego. He's like, dude, call him. So it turned into a three-way call hour and a half later, right? Yeah. Just fucking Carlos being a G. So run, running with that, uh, the, the case in point for that conversation was you, uh, like I said, I brought you on. Uh, we brought you on our podcast, right? Heard your story. Yep. And um, I don't want to go too deep into your story because I already have it on camera. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, but I do it's want people to know. Cameras too. Oh yeah, there's yeah the story. <laughs> that story is on YouTube for sure. But I, I want to talk about how important it is when you're building a business. You own a business, right? Most of the listeners listening are small business owners. Yep. Um, your average business owner has less than ten employees, does less than three million dollars in revenue, and goes out of business in five years. And so that's my target market is to reach out to them and get them out of that. And mostly it's because cult, their culture sucks. They don't have core values. They, they don't know how to lead, right? And so they stay in that owner-operator space. Yep. And um, they, they never they never get out of that to be able to scale and do 5, 8, 10, 20, you know, $100 million. Yeah. And so that's what I want. So when it comes to relationships, how has that helped you from when you got out of jail to where you are now? I mean, it was you, you've been on a rocket ship the past how many years have been out? I've been out actually, you know, it's funny as I've been out seven years now, but seven the years, first okay. five years I was in the car business. I was a finance manager. No one heard from me. I didn't do Instagram. I didn't have social media. Yeah. But the re, but was, I want to roll with that though. So mm -hmm. five years of you, you killed it in the car game, made, mm -hmm. made a shit ton of money, but what happened to your relationships there? Like, or, or lack thereof compared to the past two years? Yeah, I had none. I didn't know anybody. That's all I did was work, you know? And I feel like prison, prison kind of taught me this a lot more than the rest of the people because 
in prison, like if you ruin a relationship, like you could also be costing yourself your life. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's seriously like that. Like it's life and death in prison. So sure. it's like pulling a little scam, like, you know, what so-and-so did, like you mm-hmm. lose your life in there in prison over that. So like people don't like out here, people ruin relationships because they get greedy and they don't have hustle and they can't make money themselves. And they'll like, it's just a quick, easy way out. But it's like in prison, you can't, you literally can't do that because well, you, you can't disappear. Yeah. And you yeah. can't disappear. You're not going nowhere. Like you yeah. can try and jack somebody and live in a cell right next to them. You know what I mean? What do you think is going to happen next time your cell's crack? <clears throat> yeah. So it's like watching TV, they got screwdrivers. Yeah. It taught me, it taught me, no, for real, but it taught me real well. Like you, like there's no running from people. Like people will always find you, find you out. And there's yeah. like your name is all you have in this world. You know what I'm saying? And like your word is all you have. Like, Behind all the social media and stuff like that, none of that means anything if people don't believe your word and they don't like trust the person that you are. You know what I'm saying? So like, totally. Then my number one rule is always just try to just be as genuine as possible and just like people are good at reading vibes and 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 you know for the most part you know when people are lying to you and people are fake or something like that. I always just try to be like super genuine and like just a true to true to myself and always true to like whatever I tell people. Like you'll never you'll never be able to like catch me saying, yo, he said this worked out like this. Now he's like flip-flopping or something like that. Like you'll never hear me doing that stuff because I mean, I I was raised in prison. You literally can't do that. So I just, I have it embedded in my head. Like that shit doesn't fly. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because like I said, you're in a, you're in a very tight confined space and war travels fast and fast and people think that, you know, out of, out of prison that they can get away with shit and that people won't find out and you can just bury stuff, you know, put it under the rug. My wife's favorite saying is like, Oh, you know, the, the bury the stuff under the rug, put it under the rug is like, but when when the, your pile of shit is so big that you put under the rug, the rug looks like a boner. Like yes. it's like there's a big old mound, right? And it's like it doesn't just go away. And so it's uh, it might be under the rug to where you can't see it, but like you lift it up and it's still there. It does it does it does not magically go away. Yeah, Even with time, it doesn't, right? Because like I said, you, you were off camera. We we're talking about people being burned and getting burned and stuff like that. And that could be one, three, five, ten years ago, right? Not it's not like oh that happened last week. Yeah. And so those relationships. And people don't forget. And here's the deal: like you could, you could not, you could not even know somebody that like they don't even know your name because you're not on that status yet. And then like right. a couple of years, you get a little momentum going, but then you you ru- you rip somebody off two years ago. Yes. And these two guys are friends. Like you can't do anything. Then it literally tarnishes your entire what you're trying to do. Like, yeah. It's, it's literally ruined from some little scam that made you maybe a few thousand bucks years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you literally yeah. will ruin your whole life without a few thousand bucks. Yeah, and most ninety eight percent of the time it's money driven. Yeah, right. And here's the deal: when it's even money, it's it's not like residual income money. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like no. a little chump of change. And no, like, it's a, it's a one off. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. What are you going to do in the next few months when that money runs out? Yeah, because it does. Yeah, totally. And that's and that's my biggest thing is like that money is is going to go away. And that's why we're talking to people that want to acquire businesses, um, and they're like, oh, I want to start a business. And they're like, oh, I'm going to go get a loan. And then they're like, oh, well, they're not going to charge me any interest. They just want ten percent of my business. And I'm like, holy shit! I'm like. <laughs> Okay, be careful. I'm like, because I was talking to him about, you know, getting like a hard money loan. Yeah. 20% interest rate, you know, $100,000 loan. Okay, you owe $120,000, right? So you pay back your $100,000 loan, you know, whatever your terms are. And then you only owe $20,000. I'm like, but that $20,000 goes, I mean, you blink and that 20 grand's gone. Literally. Instead of like, oh, I'll give you 10%, but you don't have to owe me anything. It sounds appealing to those that aren't experienced in it. But in the back end, like 10%, but then like me, Four years later, you got a, a $13 million roofing company that someone owns 10% because he gave me ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars four years ago. Yeah. And I, I was telling you off camera, I have a hundred thousand dollar week payroll. I was like, what he gave what he would have given me would have paid for two tenths, twenty percent of one week of payroll. Yeah. One week for but he would have, you know. 
That's how broke some of these dudes are Isn't living, though. And they act like they're act like they're ballers, and they want to be like these entrepreneurs and like the the goal of what to be right there. And these fools are stealing like thousands of dollars, like have no money to get by. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, think about that. Imagine tarnishing your name for even ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Because you make that fifty thousand dollars, there's no chance you're making that fifty thousand dollars in the same industry anymore. Yeah. You know. What well, I mean? and talk about we were, we were talking about just before about how it went from, you know, Kent to Los to Josh to you to here and and other relationships as well too. Uh, I mean, Sheriff Lamb's coming on. That was from that was from you. Shout right? out to my boy, Sheriff Lamb. Good, yeah. good old Sheriff Lamb. He's gonna be on here next week. Um, and, and like I said, but if you burn that relationship, you are all, not just burning that one. You're burning all the other ones too, because people. And it's not like a, a, as you see on TV, background check. It's just straight up like, yo, is this guy good or yes or no? That's it. That's what all it is. And yeah. they'll be like, it'll be like, nope. Yeah, or be like, scam my buddy for two grand or something like back then. Yeah, I'd be like, not, no, I'll be like, I've I've heard nothing but bad things about this dude. Or yeah, or he or he fucked over X or Y or Z person. Yeah, right. Or the opposite. Oh yeah, dude's genuine and shit. Everybody loves him. You know, yes. what I'm we're talking about Daniel Fleshman, right? Yes. Daniel Fleshman, and he just did a podcast with uh, Sean Whalen just a little bit ago, and his like RV is money maker, yeah. whatever thing. So money funny. Mondays. Money Mondays. There you go. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, and he's killing it too. Number one podcast already dropped like two weeks ago. It's crazy. Already. Yeah. Friggin'. And, and, got, and that's another point right there. When you're genuine and you're literally a good dude, like people sense that. Like, mm-hmm. how do you think Fleischman built his whole network? Being a genuine good person. Yeah. Like, he don't look like me or you. He don't look jacked. Like, he's not like, he's never had the fitness people like following him. Like, he's yes. like the most, gu- and I, if Dan ever catches this, I mean this in a nice way possible, Dan, but like he's just the guy next door, just like a like a regular old dude yes. and has more connections than anyone you can possibly imagine and like will literally pass off his connections to you and like Yeah. Dude, what he did for my name is like I can't even tell you what he did. When he came on my show when I ran into him in Salt Lake City, we just had this talk. Sure. And then he comes out to do my show and then he invites me to lunch with all his like baller homies. So like this is how you know you're in in with Dan Fleisch because when he comes to town Whenever he speaks or something like that, then he always sets up like a lunch or dinner or something like that with all his like big baller homies. Yeah, just to Lo- check local in. dudes. Yeah, local guys, yeah. right? And whatever. Genius, by the way. Right, super smart, right? Genius. So he asked me after we get done to the show, and I was like getting ready to take him back. I'm like, getting, keep in mind, Dan Fleisch is at my house, and I'm like my 10th episode of my podcast, and like, I have a home Wh- studio. And which stuff. is insane. Yeah, and yeah. I like pick him up. He told me he was coming. Like, I still didn't believe he was coming. And then, like, he texted me that day. He's like, here's the address I'm at. I'm like, oh, my God. He's literally coming over to my house. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. even told my pockets. I was like, Fleischman's coming on the table. Like, I don't know. It just seems kind of crazy to me. But Fleischman said he, I'm picking him up at 2 o'clock today. Yeah. And um, I go pick him up. And it's just, like, the coolest dude ever. We do the whole podcast. It's just, like, so genuine. And afterwards, he's like, what are you doing now? I was like, whatever you say, sir. I'll take you wherever you want. <laughs> he's like, we're going to go out to lunch. He's like, you want to come join us? And I'm just like. I'm going anywhere you let me go. You know yes. what I'm saying? I literally told him just I'm like that like, verbatim. I was like, until you, you leave the there, state. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to follow your side until you tell me I'm not allowed to follow your side. Yeah, anymore. like go away. Yeah. So we go there and I'm like, probably 14, 16 dudes, like Pace Morby, Jamil, all those guys are there. Sure, sure. Yeah, Pacey Pace, Thompson, Pace local poker. Yep, yep. And I'm not joking. Like these half these dudes that are talking are talking about like buying a 737 jet because this other jet's too small. And I'm just like, holy crap. Like, me, look, I'm not me and my home studio. Trying to keep a straight face here, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, but I'm soaking up the game and all, all I'm doing is just like being a fly on the wall and I'm like listening yeah. and like putting this back in my mind because like these are conversations you hear at tables like that is worth more than any college education you could ever get. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, thousand percent. I, I've, I still have an eighth grade education. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like my family that graduated high school, I have none of my family that went to college. Like I made more than anybody in both sides of my family my first year out of prison with an eighth grade education. You know what I'm saying? Sure, you know, sure. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of school and all that stuff. Like this is where school is at and this is where like life is if you want to like try and get to the next level. And then we, Dan comes back like six months later, shoots me a random text like, hey, come to town speaking of this thing. We're all going to meet up at Toka Madeira, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, holy shit. What does it tell you right there? Now, not only did you do my show, but I'm in this circle now. 
Yep. Right? You're in the conversation. I go to, this, I go to this circle, and then it's like, that's when I met Wags. So then I met okay. Wags, and we just talked on Instagram. But then I, and you know what's funny is I met Toka Madera, and I was on the phone with the dude. We were just talking about Dane, and yeah. I was just like, I was like, I wonder if Wags is going to be. I'm like, I figure Wags got to be there because I happened to look at his social media. I saw he just flew his jet into Scottsdale the night yeah. before. And as I'm talking about this, I see Wags pull up in his escalator. I was like, oh, shit. All right. This is yep. cool. He's here. And then it's like Dr. D's there who does Jake Paul's doctor. Like, you can't even imagine all these people that are there. And it's just like, dude, before you know it, it was like half that table was like all migrated over to my side of the table and were like wanting to hear prison stories about me. And I'm just yeah. like, what is the, I mean, there's literally a billion dollars between all these guys, you know what I'm saying? Oh, all easy. they want to do is hear prison stories from me, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I was like expecting to just be a flying wall. And now it's like, these dudes all want to hear what I say. But it's like, it shows me, it gives me confidence that like, dude, it's like, you can use your past or your prison stuff as like a benefit to the rest of the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, totally. I can show you that like, yo, this whole life that I live, like when doing this thieving, robbing, stealing all this stuff, it's not cool, but I've done enough. And I like, I showed you enough. Like, you know, just by what I've seen that you don't want no part of that life, right? You know no, what I'm saying? So like, I'm let out. me experience that stuff and I'll show you how to, how, how to get on top after that. But like, I've shown you enough that you don't need to experience that shit yourself. You, you firmly believe and you know that that oh, life yeah. is not for you to live. You nope, know what I'm, I'm saying? Out. And that's, yep. that's how the world is. Like you can literally like live off other people's, you can like work off other people's mistakes and like live right through them without having to experience yourself. Uh, so Pace, Pace was at MenaceCon and he talked about it um, in our po- on our podcast before the conference and he talked about just that. He's like, I, he's like the power of leveraging relationships is if you have a trade or you have a skill set or you know how to do something really, really well, some sort of tech thing, right? And you spent 30 years doing it. By me being now connected to you, I now get those 30 years yep. and I don't have to do anything yep. except for just create that relationship. Now you have to add value, right? You don't want to be the, yeah. the the hollow guy that doesn't give anything back. But that's the, that's the best part is like, okay, cool. Well, I can talk to you. You know, you could have a, an in-depth with experience, proven experience mm-hmm. of of addiction, alcoholism, right? Being in jail and, and what to do and what not to do there. Yeah. And so by being related to that, I don't need to go steal shit and go to jail for seven years, right, to learn what you did. Yeah. Right? I just need to be like, okay, I need to create that relationship and that contact to know anything about that kind of stuff. I now have that information, and information's key, right? Yeah. And, and the relationship, so between the information and the relationship, like, I now have that. And now, like, I, Pace is going to come on. He's doing a book tour right now. Yeah. He's going to be in Montana all of July. Just texted him yesterday. And he's going to be on, uh, in that little gap, he's going to come in. And... But that's what he talked about. And he's like, he's like, what you do is you go into these rooms and you start to collaborate and connect with these people. And he's like, as long as you're just genuine and you're authentic and you're a real dude, the, people don't care if you're killing it or they want, yeah. they don't want you. If First of all, if you're being just a lazy ass sitting with a bag of potato chips on your couch, you're going to be fucking invited to those, to those restaurants, or those lunches or those Honest. podcasts anyways. Right? Yep. So the fact that you are doing your are hustling and you're trying doesn't matter if those dudes have nine, you know, freaking wags, you know, almost a billion dollar real estate portfolio and restaurants and all that shit. But like he'll come in and, and sit down and hang out and have dinner. And, and if and, you've been following the guy for that long, you see this, this isn't like literally not an overnight thing. Like he's been what he's been at this and like, he didn't have all this money. Like he's literally has built. This. No, and I've been watching and following it for that long. And oh, I love it. his story. Yeah. Coming from so dope, playing bro. football from Canada and coming yeah. down and all that stuff. It's, it's crazy. So, what? So the the word that one of my buddies Nate uses is the word leverage. Mm-hmm. So how do you? And I want people to hear this too because some people will abuse a relationship and not use abusing it and leveraging it are two different, two very different approaches. Hundred percent. So give an example to to those listening of how to leverage a relationship to maybe create another one or maybe be able to do a transaction or do a deal with somebody. I'll give you a perfect scenario too, and this is like it's all about like. 
getting cosigns or like, you know what I'm saying? You have to live off your word here. So it's like, so now it's like when I'm reaching out to like, say, say hypothetically, I didn't know Aaron Wagner, you know, and I was trying to get him on my show. Sure. What's the first thing you think I'm going to do when I like try to hit him up to come on my podcast? Probably mention that I had Dan Fleischman on my show, right? Yeah. You, you start name dropping. That's what I do. So then yeah. it's like, not only do I have this relationship with Dan Fleischman, now that the Dan Fleischman has been on my show, it gives my podcast, Roll Call with Chappie, instant credibility with a whole nother crowd that was never there before. Because Fleischman right. don't waste time with people. He doesn't do shows if he doesn't believe in that stuff. Totally. And then it's like, so the first time I'm doing that, I'm like, yo, I have, I've had Dan Fleischman on my show. I have Bradley. So I sent it to him. So it's like, holy shit. Even Bradley, he doesn't do podcasts really. You know, he does a few here and yeah. there. It's like, you know, it's funny. I think the last four or five podcasts Brad did, I got him on all those shows. Like he did my friend Emily's, he did my buddy Carlos's, and like, he does as favors. Tommy Mello. Yeah, but yeah, he does as do favors, Tommy. but he doesn't need to do that stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's like, that's about, that's talking about like leveraging a contact and then like using it for positive stuff afterwards too. Because totally. like, you know why? Because like Dan Fleischman got the vibe for me. Like I'm a good dude and I literally want to help people and I literally want to change the world. Dan Fleischman does as well too. So Dan Fleischman has no problem now helping me out or passing off his connections to me too, which I can leverage those myself because like Dan believes in what I'm doing as it is. And he's met me personally and he knows that like there's a real genuineness to me and like he believes in my mission and like, why not be a guy like him and help out some guys like us? You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's on the Wagner or Dan Fleischer level. We, they, they didn't start on that level either. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And there's good people want other people to win. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So like totally. you could be from the start of where you are and you get in front of Dan Fleischer or Wags, like those dudes will literally help you. Like you're a billionaire already themselves, but just cause like they want to see you win. A lot of other people, I think they want to be able to say that they saw it from the start. I've had a lot of people tell me that, you know what I'm saying? Like Emily Haynes, one of my biggest uh, fans out there, and she's always said this. She's like, I've I've been remember, waiting for this. You were nothing. You had 400 yeah. followers, literally, bro. And I was just like, I'm not. She DM. I was like, what the hell do you want me to talk about? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I got interviewed on some prison shows. I thought everybody, all they just want to know was prison stories. You know, and I didn't even know like you could build a whole brand over this. You could like motivate people that didn't have a past like that, which I didn't even know about at first, and I was selling myself short. So, uh, so plug for Max Hall and Brock Bevel. Brock was just on our podcast. I'll get Max in here sooner or later before football season. Um, just towards the Achilles. Yeah, I just had surgery. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. forgot. Yeah, I was a killer. Yeah, playing his freaking BYU game. Are you serious? Yeah, shut up. Yeah. So he actually, you know, it's funny how I met him. He coaches football at ALA, and yeah. my fiance's mom group. is the athletic director over there for ALA. So oh no way! She doesn't do social media. I just made her get an Instagram account so I can send her videos, and she's like, "I would like to connect someone to your pocket." So I was like, "Who?" She's like, "Max Hall." I was like, "Send it." Like, what are you? Yeah. Guys, please send it. Yeah, yeah. So he came to the show, and such an awesome, cool dude. You know, and it's like. It's cool hearing the backside of those stories. You know what I'm saying? Because like all you see is the NFL, why he was out of the NFL and all that stuff, and you don't know like real life and death situations and like real yeah. everyday problems that yeah. everybody else Addic has. Just addiction. because you're in the NFL doesn't mean yes. those problems go away. Addiction, using, yeah. especially with athletes and yeah. And uh, Brock said it a couple of days ago when he was on here. He just said he's like, dude, it's, it, it's really not even about athletes. He's like, I know, I know moms that use. He's like, uh, especially he's like, it's even crazier business owners because what happens is they get crazy and they build their businesses and then they get bored. And they start doing stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Then, like, it could be a girl, it could be another, you know, a little plus one, little side hustle. Oh, yeah. It could be, and then, or like some sort of a drug, mm -hmm. right, or um, or whatever. And so, it, we had a really good conversation about that. So that that being said, being around all these people, what would be the your takeaway from being in these conversations, being in these lunches, and and getting in these rooms that people would only dream of, right? And um, what what allowed you to get into those rooms? What what did you bring to the table? They're like, because not everybody's gonna be like, hey, grab a cheat, uh, grab a seat. You have to, they will, it, it could be a matter of like seconds yeah. where they will qualify and be like, uh, no, right? Or yeah. yes or no. 100%. So what, so what did you do? Because what happens is you have to build a name for yourself mm -hmm. and a reputation. Yeah. And you said it before. The only thing you can take with you, 
right? Menace blew up and is dog shit now, right? But like, I still take all those relationships from from that and those experiences, and I take my name. Like, no matter what happens to my roofing company, what happened to Menace, like Jason Payne is Jason Payne. That's how I roll. Absolutely, and that's who I am, right? And that's and that's why I came back, right? Because you're like Menace, this Menace is like I don't is like. I'm friends with Jason. Whatever happened with Menace, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know? I literally don't care. Yeah. So, so I asked, I, you know, it's great. And just go on the backside of that, like, when you build, when you're people building your brand and image enough, like, I didn't even need to get the whole story. I showed up here today and was like, I'll figure out what happened when I got here. Like, I trusted you yeah. enough just meeting you a few times that, like, I didn't even need to hear the story from you. Like, I knew, for one, you didn't do nothing shady. And, like, two, yeah. I'd, I'd probably figure it out before we got on the air today. And other than that, like, it wasn't a, a big thing to me because, like, you've built enough and you show me who you are as a person. And in the next in the next tier of that, and also that social media, too, because I know you follow me and, and you like my shit. And I'm like, yeah. he's so he's seen. So being able to put your story out and the authenticity of that on social media can really give you, help you build credibility and rapport instead of having to sit down and, it's all about it's kind of sales too, right? Like Everything you sit down, sales. Everything it's like sales. you sit down at the table. It's like, oh, let me tell you my story. It's like, dude, that's exhausting. Well, what if I you followed me on social media for months or years before that to get on your radar? That's how I got on Sean's radar. Oh, you don't know the story no, before before you answer this question. Um, so I it, menace wasn't even a thing, wasn't even an idea. And about a year before that, so about two years ago, uh, Sean's dog died. But uh, for his, not Gunner, Gunner's his current dog. Anyways, one of his uh, one of his dogs died, and like he, he had a really big, you know, he did a bunch of posts and stories yeah. about it. When I really hit him hard, um, one of his favorite dogs, you know, had him for over a decade. And so what I did is I had a friend of mine named uh, uh, Taylor Victoria that she's an artist here uh, locally, and I, huh? Drew my picture. Do I have a picture? No, it said you have him draw a picture. Yeah. It, but a, a mural, like a hand mural, cost me like I don't know, two grand or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, okay. So what's that connection made for you though? Whole, it gets better. So yeah. I, so I was gonna send it, and I was like, no, no, no. He's in Salt Lake. It's freaking yeah. thirteen hours one way from here. Yeah. I drove to do. So I took. I did. A, she does a collaboration. So she does a time lapse of doing it. So she does a time lapse of literally a blank canvas to like the done, and then she does a little message on it. So like social media was able to put it on their pictures, send it to him. Um, I don't think he, he probably wasn't married to Sax by then, but they were dating or something. Mm-hmm. But I was like, hey, I was like, I sent it to him, tagged him. He's like, dude, that's dope. Cool. And I was like, I want to physically come hand it to you. And he's like, okay. And so he's like, come to my office. Just like you said, hey, so come to my office. Come sit down for an hour. And I'm like, okay. Did you have the same experience as me where you pull up at the door? He's like, is Sean Wayne in here? And like, uh, no, but I can help you. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Well, he was actually at the gym. He came in like drip, dripping sweat. He had yeah. just pulled up. He works at the treehouse right there. Yeah. 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 He, ju- he had just pulled up from the gym. And, uh, and they're like, oh, he's not here. And I'm like, okay. I was like, oh, wait. And they're like, oh, what's this and this? And I have, I have a mural. So they're like, what's this guy doing, right? Mm-hmm. So one of, one of my core values is give first without expecting anything in return. And I've, I've lived by that since I was, since I was a kid. Life. Since I was a kid. My parents, uh, you know, thank my mom and my dad. They, it, they embedded that into me. They're like, dude, just serve, serve, give, 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 give. And you'll, oh, you'll always be taken when care of. When it's your time, it's your time. Always. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So And so I did that. No, menace wasn't a thing conferences speaking stages no, it wasn't even it wasn't even created yet in the universe and uh went up there took a picture with him and i'm i mean ironically i'm wearing a freaking lance not mm-hmm. shirt right but i um uh so i got on, i got on his radar from oh he so he has a shop if you go if you go into a shop right now it's sitting up in his storefront really yeah that, wow. that drawing so, uh, so I was like, one, I was like, he's never going to forget that and who gave it to him. Yeah. Right. And so you got to, but you got to get their attention. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, go back to sales. Like I had to get on his radar. I Do had you remember to back in your mindset right there. Like what you're thinking or like, uh, how did this come about? Because dude, and then, yes. And then yes. how much did you think like, 
Did, were you thinking that, and this is for your viewers here, were you thinking then like, okay, this is going to cost me two grand. Like how much, how far is that two grand going to go for my life after this is all said and done? Right. Or are you not even thinking about the money factor that you're, are you just thinking like, I just got to get this connection in this relationship? Well, one, I was one, I'm very aligned with him, right? Okay. Second, second amendment, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards, like I eat, sleep, drink everything that he's about. Like we are very, very aligned. Sure. And when you align with people like that, I'm like, dude, this dude's my spirit animal. Yep. And then he gets married and he's talked about, you know, they have their, their podcast. I'm like, dude, like me and my wife struggled hard, hard, hard. And he's been a huge reason just listening to him over and over again. I'm like, Oh, I need to do this. And you, you know, me shout, man, out Sean, man up. shout out to Sean for that. Like I love dude, Sean's a freaking their G. wives and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I love it. And make it cool to be happily married. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many dudes that are always looking for the next chick out here or being shady and cheating yeah. on the women out there. It's like, I, I love dudes that just have no problem showing their wives are proud of, and proud to be happy and show yeah, like that. And Cause that's what it's about, bro. It's about like having, yes. a, having a partner and like building kids, and, like letting your legacy go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what my biggest thing is. I was trying to, as we were doing the whole menace thing, I tried to separate family and that, in that particular business dude it, it, that's exactly what it did it created a wedge i'm like dude and he's like no they need to be involved their, their kids are involved like there's no filter everything just here so i started doing that with my wife my marriage has never been better ever that's awesome thanks to sean and yeah. saxon and the podcast and, and being on you know on the social media and whatnot so this was like two years ago uh, internally i was like i don't know how i don't know why or what for but one day i'm not going to call in the favor but i'm like one day this this experience is going to come up Sure enough, freaking about a year later, almost to the date, we, you know, want to throw an event, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was like, dude, I'm going to freaking ask. I was like, we need Sean. Like, Sean, be great. And we we already had WAGs. WAGs already agreed to it because I'm in Kent's. Also, when you transact with somebody and then it becomes a transformation, I transacted with Kent first. Now it's a transfer. We're buddies, you know, yep. all that kind of deal. And WAGs was there, spoke on his, you know, on his panel and, and all that stuff. And we, because I transacted with them, I was in the VIP. Well, guess who's sitting in the VIP on the couch? Daniel Fleshman, and then A Rod, and then Atlanta Cardone, and like all these. I'm like, holy crap! Yeah, that's a line. And it wasn't right like there. a fanboy thing, right? Oh my yeah. gosh! So I was like, geez. And Daniel was literally sitting next to me, like, "What's up, man? What do you do?" And I'm like, "Dude, like." That's another thing too. Is that you got once you once you get there too. It's like when I like say Ed always talks about you got to get in the room. But like this, like once you get in the room, like then you literally have to like learn how to act over. You got to work the room. Yeah, so for it's sure. one thing it's to not just get in there. Like you can't say nothing because no one will even know. Yeah, you remember you. you so know what I'm so I stole this from Grant, but we talk about get, one of my other core values: get attention, keep attention. Yeah, because some people will get in the room, but then they want to take selfies with everybody. I'm like, dude, like yeah. it's not the reason why you're in there. It's you if you made to, it to the table, don't be the first one to do an Instagram freaking story. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like those dudes are there, bro, and they're not doing it. Like, yes. Wait till someone else does it first, at also, least. Also, you know Justin Colby? No, I don't. I'll introduce you to him. Okay. A super good dude does real estate in, in Florida. Oh. Super tight with uh, with Kent in, okay. in the real estate game. And um, anyway, so I it was it was Kent's wife uh, wife's birthday, and Justin Colby was there. It was at, after his event. Say, ironically enough, just like you said before, go to dinner. And we're doing our thing. We were there with one of our friends. There's three of us there. And all of a sudden walks in, Kent, Justin Colby, but I mean, whoever many, you know, the, the stud table for lack of better words, right? It, he just, I think it was the last day of his event and it was her birthday. It was Seema's birthday. And uh, so I go to the bathroom on the way back. I was like, hey, I got a hold of the, the waiter, waitress. I'm like, hey, I was like, here's my card. I was like, take a picture of it, flip it over. I was like, here's a zip code. I was like, I don't care what that bill is. I'm paying for that. I leave. They'd just gotten there and we'd been there for like an hour and a half. So we were, we already done. They'd just gotten there and you know, there's eight people or whatever. And they're, you know, drinking or whatever. They're going to be there for a couple hours. And uh, sure enough, and those I, aren't, aren't cheap. No, no. <laughs> oh, well, same thing. How much was it? I don't know. Probably two to three thousand bucks. Like two three grand, yeah. yeah. With, with some, with some alcohol, two to three grand. But I, I didn't care because I was like, I wanted to make an impression. 
right? And I want them to know, like, not that the, not that that relationship can be bought, but like, one, I wanted to thank him, and I said, hey, thank you for throwing that event. You don't and have to two, do that. You're not playing around. You're serious. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, it's like I'm not a fanboy. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna be in this. I want to be in this game. You're just however many steps ahead of me. Yeah. Right. Like, I want to be on Chappie's on Chappie's level. I'm just not there yet, but I'm I'm working my way there. You know, slowly. And so, from there. Then we uh, we have our conference, our MenaceCon in January. Well, all those guys are all they're all over again. Guess what? We go to dinner with our menace, all the menace guys and our spouses and, and employees and whatnot. We have it inside the inside the glass door. Sitting down is Justin Colby, Kent Clothier, you know all those guys. And uh, same thing. So I go to the bathroom or I went out to go get somebody and bring somebody in or whatever. And sure enough, I see them there and I I was like, hey, who's hosting? The, who's waiting that table? Like this guy. I'm like, hey, not if, but when you know when they when they go to check out. Uh, and we be they they'd been there already, so they were going to leave before us. Uh-huh. So I said, bring the bill, paid for it. Say I don't know, a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, whatever. A uh, smaller group, uh, but, but that's not that's not the point. It wasn't the it's not the dollar amount. It's the and but b- one of them one of them slugged me on the on the bicep. The other one hit me in the back of the head, um, and you know said hi and, and yeah. bye and whatnot. And both of them like, that's twice, you fucker. That's literally what Ken said to me. Ken uh-huh. Ken has a potty mouth. I love it. Yeah. It's freaking funny. But it's like that's twice, and I'm so the first, and that was a year ago, over a year ago, maybe a year and a half. You remember ago. the other one? You remember, you remember that one too, right? And so, go, go bring this all back in uh, all together with with uh, Sean. So we now have an opportunity to he he was kind of ghosting us. He was kind of blowing us off and whatnot of of doing uh, of coming to the conference. So we leveraged our relationship with Wags, who already agreed to it because it was at Kent's thing. And and uh, and buddies with him was like, hey, want to come speak? Blah blah. blah. He's like, cool, we'll do this. And I was like, hey, do you mind like a simple text message? Like, hey, come to menace with me or come to the conference with me. And it was like, dude, freaking fly on the same plane together. You, you like to do that? Yeah. So I had so I had wags reach out to Sean because I wasn't I wasn't getting there. I had some sort of attraction with him, but nothing crazy. Yeah. So I think the icing on the cake, apart from wags doing that, is uh, so he's not LDS anymore, but his kids are. Some of his kids are. His daughter goes on an LDS mission. And he takes a picture, the last picture he takes before she gets on a plane to go to Provo, the missionary, the MTC missionary training center. And um, it's her and her dress and she has her name, name tag and all that stuff. And Sean's standing there. And I literally took that picture off of social media, sent it to my artist again. And I said, hey, uh, I was like, I need this one quick. And turn it as soon as it was like 2,500 bucks. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. It's not the point. I was like, if I can get him on a stage, like, yeah, on my stage. No, I got, and then he's on my podcast. No, I got the reels. I got the podcast. I got, you know, he's on my stage. I got selfies. I mean, m- more Here's your whole brand credibility. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I got a, I got a cell phone. Oh, another thing too. Little, little, little cheat. Um, Sean, I didn't know, I didn't do this on purpose, by the way, until I realized later. I was like, how genius it was. Um, I said, hey, let's take a picture, and he's like, uh, with his dog. This so when his dog died two years ago. We did that one, and he came in and we took a picture. And I said, uh, I was like. He either said he either took it with his phone or I took it with my phone. He was like, "Oh, send it to me." I'm like, "Yeah, what's your number? How do you send? Yeah, how do you send us? How do you send a picture?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, what's your cell phone?" Boop, 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 dude, that's my move. And I'm like, I "Save it." Say. Oh, it's genius, mm-hmm. right? And so I've never. You're not asking. It's has like, anybody it's ever like said no though? Has, it, has anybody ever told you no? Never say no to that. Never. Never say no to that. Yeah. And you're just, but it's like if you look at the world, it's like sales right there. All you do is assuming the close. Yeah. You're not giving like, them an out to say yes or no. You're telling yeah. what's your cell phone number. Yeah, and 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 you and you have to respect that. I respect that phone number and what it comes down to. I got I, sure. just how it is. Right? I got I got Brad. I got Kent. I got Sean. I got a handful mm-hmm. of people in here. Um, but the 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 point of it is is I'll hit him up every once in a while. I'll thank him. You know, I'll, you know, he had shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. Right, just getting back from that and whatnot. And um, but I sent him I sent him that mural. 
And that's when he was moving warehouses from his current one to his, mm-hmm. or his old one to his current one. And I, I sent him the same thing. I did a time lapse, did a little note on there. And what I didn't do, because my freaking stupid partners told me not to, and I should have, is I said I just sent it to him instead of delivering it. Mm-hmm. I do that's two, it's minimum two days, right? Driving all freaking day. Yeah. Doing it, I was like, I could have, I could have, I could have gotten in front of him for an hour or three, maybe even possibly a dinner or something. Maybe met yeah. Sachs, uh, more that was uh, yeah. that would be the first time that I met her. I've met her two or three times since then. But you know, like in just that more intimate, it just building that relationship, making it a stronger relationships. Yeah, because some some of your relationships are, are like I said, transactional, or they start that way, or it's not very deep or strong. And then you you have like you have relationships that are super deep, where anything that you say goes. Yeah, right. And so that that's kind of that all that comes around. So before we wrap up here, what I want I want to know what could you what advice would you give to our listeners? of how to leverage relationships but being your but by being yourself by being your brand. I would say you just always got to remember like there's there's no other one of you, you know what I'm saying? Like you are your own unique self and Love like it. there's there's so many people on Instagram nowadays, you know what I'm saying? It's it's like it's better to be like your own true self and then like you can go get whatever you want or any connection you have like just by being genuine, you know what I'm saying? And like, sure. we, we've, I feel like we've said it multiple times. Where it's like, dude, just be genuine and be honest and like mean what you say and say what you do and people will follow suit. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a reason that the Dan Fleischmans and Sean Williams are all where they are because they're like masters at filtering through the bullshit and seeing who's good and who's bad. And like, totally. you don't waste two seconds on that thing. That's what I feel like I'm the best at too. Like I can meet a dude within, I've no joke within two minutes. I know if I'm going to mess with you or not. And like, I know if, if I'm going to mess with you, how deep of a level I'm going to actually mess with mm. you. For the most part, I, I honestly think like within two minutes, I'd know if I could trust someone like literally hand them five thousand dollars within two within two minutes of meeting them. But like that, that quick, huh? When I was in prison, like prison taught me so is much. That a, real quick, is that a skill? Yeah, a big. Or is that like a god given talent? Or is that is that a, both? It's a little bit of both. I'm okay, a, I'm a firm believer that like okay. I heard Cody all say this the other day, like you can you can have god given talents and then like you can come out of nowhere and like kind of make them just like. It helps to have it inside you already, but like no matter what, you can train yourself to do anything. Like you can rewire yeah. your brain. In the gospel world, they call it the gift of discernment. Absolutely, right? yeah. And so, so it's crazy. So you're saying it's not necessarily a God-given talent, but it's also it, part of it is a skill. Certain triggers, right? Absolutely. Certain red flags and indicators. When you, run a, when you like legit run a prison yard, bro, like you'll have like I would have two youngsters coming to me saying the exact opposite stories, like polar. to a T, completely polar opposite stories. <laughs> And then I'm just like, and I have to, no joke, make a decision right then off, like, who I believe. Who's going to die? Who's going to Yeah, and then the other guy, a lot of times <laughs> something really bad's happened to this dude. And it's like, sure, but you got to just know. So, like, I've, I've always been, like, really, really good at reading into situations and people. And I look at every single thing, like, not just the scene, but all what's surrounding the scene right there. Sure. Because you got you to always look at that. And, like, I learned that with since I can translate that out here. Like, I have, like, a five steps ahead on the rest of the world because, like, most people are still trying to figure out, like, whether they're trying to figure out if this guy is good or not, or if I trust him or not, or on top of that, they might just be like figuring like they have no idea what kind of person this guy is, and they're going to waste a years and years dealing with this guy on a level sure. they should have never dealt with him. And they could have learned that within two minutes if they would have applied stuff like that and like looked for little nuances or little, you know, Hints. like there's red yeah. flags that are going to come up all the time. And then, you know, it's when you find out someone's all bad or something like that, and you're like, God damn, I should have listened to all those red flags. I knew it. Like, Dude, my wife, the red flags are there for a reason. You know what I'm my, saying? My and wife had that gut feeling with what, yeah. with my old business partner. Yeah. Save from, yourself the time. Go off from, your gut feeling. From day one. Yeah. And I was like, I told her again, I said, one, I'm never going to have uh, any of my businesses ever go against my wife yep. or anybody involved in it. Like, if you're not, if you're not pro my wife and you're not on the same team as we are, you're out. 
Yeah. Or I don't want nothing to do with it. Same goes for me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So num- number one. Number two is I I banked on my my ego and my pride of like, I'm a business owner. I do. I built a $10 million company. You didn't type deal. Not like to shun her away, but like that I had more knowledge and, and that gut feeling that she had. I overrode that by my experience or by my, you know, just simply just my pride. Yeah. And it fucking burned me hard because she was not on on page with him since day one, literally day one. So 13 months, literally from day one, it started like this. I mean, it was small. And then after 13 months, and she was the one that ended up finding it. And she's there like, and you and you, you, you got a, you got a baby on the way. Yes. Um, and, so with your girl, like, there's nothing worse in life. I'd rather lose $10 million than the words, I told you so. Oh, yes. From your spouse. For sure. From your spouse. Friends, buddies, whatever. Shut up, right? Mm-hmm. But like your spouse says that, and you're like, that is that is next level. Like, oh, talk about prison guard, you know, you know, yeah, shank, shank sure. and twist, yeah. you know, type deal. Like, there's nothing worse than that from your spouse. That's, yeah. that is, uh, I, I told you so. Because that means that she had already told you and warned you and prompted you, and for whatever reason, you didn't fucking listen. And that's been 12 months of, of me doing that. But I've, I've learned my lesson. And yeah. since then, I've never been closer, never had more support. And if, if she does have, and, and it, ironically enough, it wasn't really about decision-making in business. It was people. Yeah. Because you can't be in business with a person if they're not a good person. Yeah. If they're not a good person, they're never going to do good by you business-wise. Yeah, it, but, like I, but the, 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 the filter, right? And talking about social media, holy balls, right? People, yeah. Real lipstick st- on a pig, yeah, yeah, lipstick yeah. on a pig, right? And so, like, she saw the pig, but there's the the makeup was so good that I, I I fell for it, you know. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And so, uh, but yeah, so since then, I'm like, dude, she she has that gift that you're talking about. Maybe I don't have it or I haven't developed it yet, or and or she's naturally a pessimist. I don't know if you are. Um, I'm very optimistic. No, I look at everything like I'm looking for the lies the second I meet somebody. Oh, no see, joke. So she's also been through. She's also been through the ringer too. Maybe that's what helps. I didn't realize that, but like yeah, the second I meet someone, it's like you don't already have to co-sign someone to like make them good. Like, but I'm, I'm off the rip trying to see like what I could find that's not truthful. What sure. I can see that doesn't align with what I think how his how this stuff should be. Yeah, yeah. But like I told you instantly, I'm trying to make these judgments on the fly. You know what I'm saying to save myself years of time or thousands of dollars in business or whatever the case may be because it's going to save me in the long run. Yeah, and so that that's crazy. So that that gut feeling, I'm like that, uh, and now I have that experience now, and the triggers of like doing your due diligence, finding out stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and and when you have a prompting or when you hey, or she says he, he or she or whoever says, or even your gut says, hey, look into this instead of just like, no, he's good for it, or this will be okay, or this or that. It's like, why not look into it extra? Yes. What's might, it hurting you? It might be time, or some time, yeah. or some money, but like at least at the end, you can say, "Oh, I checked that box." Yeah, oh, it's I, there was like five boxes. That, having to, not having to coastline everything. Again, yes, because you're already going to know. It's a totally. yes or no. You know what I'm saying? So yes, it saves your time on every step of the way after that, just by doing a little bit of research. Yeah, and so that that was the biggest thing. My wife's like, "Yeah, there's like four or five boxes that I asked you to check, and you didn't." And then shout out to your wife. I want to meet her. And good her name, job on her name's Heidi. She's a G. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah, she's yeah, she's actually been on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, Dope. she was like my third or, or no, she's. Uh, I'm releasing hers, I think, today or tomorrow. She's uh, episode number nine. I think we're in the teens already, you oh. and I. But uh, but yeah, she she's a freaking G. And um, we just had our, we just had an event two weeks ago, and it was two days, eight hours both days. And we said, hey, what's your biggest take? Actually, three days. What was your biggest takeaway? And most of them said, your wife. I did like a just like a, I literally brought her up. She was in the back. Just yeah. she came to swap me vehicles <laughs> to to wrap my truck. Good wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, "Hey, come up here." And she, she's massive introvert, like naturally. So pes- 
yeah, massive introvert. Like she hates any microphones, cameras, yep. anything. She wants nothing to do with it. I'm the exact opposite. Same. And uh, so I, I bring her up and I talk for a panel for 30, 45 minutes and some dudes, I'm, I'm you know, trying to get feedback from the audience. And I'm getting this and that and all of a sudden she comes up and there's 500 freaking hands of asking questions like, hey, what do you do with your spouse and how do you communicate with them here and, and when do you know, like, is there a dollar amount? At what point do you like trust them to make a decision but then you want to see the numbers and, and amazing questions. Yeah. Just by freaking bringing up my wife, I'm like, uh, "Sorry, you're speaking at every event from here yeah, forward." Right, and she's right. like, "Fuck you." But people <laughs> like seeing the wives and the, and the husbands doing stuff together too. You know what I'm well, saying? It's a real thing. People don't want to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Because everybody's dealing with it. You yeah. just are. You're you and your girl dealing with it. Like 100. You just are right. And so it's kind of funny how you're just. Uh, anyway, so wrapping it up, relationships, building those relationships, leveraging those relationships, being your brand. Mm-hmm. Right. A little recap. Being, being your brand, being who you are. Yeah. We didn't touch about it on. We didn't touch about it enough um, in regards to being relatable, right? We off camera we're talking about how you've been through jail. You got the tattoos. You've been. You've seen some crazy shit. Yeah, I haven't been in jail. I don't have tattoos, and I haven't seen it, it, even to the one thousandth percent of the shit sure. that you've seen, right? So I can't relate. That's what I was talking about. Your buddies with you know Justin Mercer, you know yeah. all those other guys. That, it, it's funny. Those are like if you had tattoos, you're on. You're like already buddies. Yeah, oh, you right. got oh you got tats. Cool. Yeah. Like you you like my sales yeah, manager. Tats are good. Yeah, my, yeah. My buddy's got uh yeah Carlos, my sales manager. He's he's all tatted up. You'd, you guys would be best friends. Dude, this is my neck tattoo is one of my last ones I got. I'm mean, so hilarious. I'm running a four yard like in there straight triple OG. You know what I mean? I get this thing and my dad comes up to visit me and he's just like you freaking put another tattoo on your body where a shirt can't cover it. I will cut you off for the until you get out of prison. I was like. All right, it kind of ruins up my plan. I was going to get up the other side of my neck. Done. I was like, I'm done with that. So I was like, my dad pulling an OG call on me. And I'm like, what are you running a fort with a bunch of murders there? My dad like just checks me and visits. I was like, all right, no more neck tattoos for me. It's like, you get another one and you're out. There was the last one I got to. It's so stupid. I fought it off for so long. And then one day I was just like, oh, I'll just say, like, ah, screw this. I'm getting a neck tattoo. What? Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't even think about like, about to visit my dad. I almost beat my ass in front of everybody. That's so funny. Too. Yeah. But you, but you can like you can tell that story, right? And so yes. so by by having by creating a relationship with somebody and having that in depth conversation instead of like, hey, who are you? What do you do? It's like, hey, where'd you get your tattoos? And and oh, you were in jail. Cool. I I was in jail, or my dad's in jail, or this. No, or I, I was yesterday. I was getting take out a Yogi's Grill, and the dude's coming up. He's like, and I always tell people like, he's like, yo, some nice tats, man. How old are those? I was like, I got them twenty years ago in prison. And he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, I got mine in prison too. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I just did twelve years straight. He's like, I did ten years, and he was like, out here from St. Louis, literally looking for a job. So I literally put him on my podcast and gave him my phone number and stuff like that. But it's like. You never know who's standing right next to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, ne- you literally never know who you can help. Well, and and you can be relatable too, right? Because if I didn't have yeah. those tattoos, or what if you just said, "Oh, ten years ago or twenty years ago," but didn't say in prison? Yeah, I always right. Say that, yeah, you and no, I know. Ask me, I how, know why you many, say that. How much? How much money you spend on those tattoos? Like none, just twelve years. Yeah, twelve. Years. That's what I always say. No, they're free. Just twelve years. Of my life. Well, it's a conversation starter. No, hundred percent. Right, and you never know where that relationship is going to go, or how it's going to you know help you, or, or you can or flip it around instead of being selfish, like how that relationship can help you. Flip it around, like maybe I can help that dude. And you can do it. Like you asked me about my my network. I I I, I don't ever like to say stuff like this, but I, I firmly believe that like I don't think there's been a dude that built a bigger network than me in under two years. Like without, I didn't know a single person from the from jump, scratch from the jump. And I'm like, I've never ran a single ad. I've never paid for one follower. I've never paid for done anything. This is all word of mouth and getting out organic, here, getting out there and knowing people. Seventy percent of my connections I met at gyms, and I just go and approach people at gyms. Like I have a rule with myself: anytime I'm going to a gym, like I don't leave the gym without talking to someone new that I don't know. Oh, like when you go out of town or you go anywhere, anywhere. 
I bounce around to gyms all over the state right here. I go to Lifetimes all over the way. And I literally yeah. do that just to meet new people at the gym. And it's like, I'll drive over to Tempe Lifetime just to go work out. And then it's like, and I go talk to the one person. And of course, it's always a person I was like, what are the chances this guy was at the gym right now? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like leaving it. Sure. Like, Bro, it's so worth it. And it's like, a, it's, it's an old saying, the closed mouth never gets fed. You know what I'm saying? Like you never know who's sitting right quote. next to you. You never know who's sitting right next to you. You never know if you could be helping him. You never know if this dude could make you $10 million just by opening your mouth up to him. You know what I'm saying? You might be the missing link to what he has going on already. And you never know this if you don't open your freaking mouth. So many people are scared of being judged and so many people are scared of like, I don't know this guy, I'm nervous or something like that. It's like, bro, man, the fuck up. Like that, your bills don't get paid by being nervous. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally. You got to be a grown man in this world and like handle grown man decisions. And it's like, if not, like you're going to be what thieving from people or something like that. Like you look at it like that's your paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Like that's totally. how I look, that's how I was so good at car sales. Like you dumb it down in the world and it's so easy for people to understand. Like the person that was sitting across from me was like literally stopping me. You could look at it like this. They're either stopping me from like making my paycheck or feeding my family. Or I look at it like this. Like that's my money right there. All I have to do is get him to agree to buy this car. And that's the only thing stopping me right now. So like you figure out whatever the hell you have to do to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? It's just but like do it ethically. In the world. Of course, of course, of course, ethically. But it's like, yeah. you just got closing. You know what I'm saying? Use Andy Elliott's closing tools or whatever. You just mm -hmm. figure it out. Like I'm, well, Greg, Greg Cardone talks about that. He's like, he, he's like, who's got my money? Yeah. And he did a whole thing. So he has two daughters, right? Yeah. Scarlett and, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to blank. Anyways, um, so he has two daughters and he, he did an entire segment or podcast, or whatever, on the saying, oh, don't talk to strangers. And he's like, "You, why are you telling your kids not to talk to strangers? They're the ones that have your money. Yeah, right. It was so good. Like, yeah. oh, your mom and dad give you money? Your friends give you money? Less than my check. None of those people give you money. Smart. Ever. Yeah, it's real. So, smart. like, why are you hanging out with them? Right. And there's a book, uh, Never Go to Lunch Bar, Never Go to Lunch Alone. Uh, same thing. It's like, why? And That's good. Yeah. So, one, another, another Grant story. But yeah, he, in one of his books, he talked about that. He used to go with his VP or Jared Glant or whoever it was, right? Yeah. They go to lunch all the time. And one of his mentors, like, he's like, why would you ever take one of your employees with you to lunch? He's like, oh, to talk and hang out and, you know, talk about business and scaling. He's like, that dude is never going to transact with you. He's never going to give you money. You actually give him money. Mm hmm. Why would you ever, why would you ever, he's like, don't ever do that again. And that was like a light bulb that went off. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. But like, and I love that too. It's funny in, in high school, like the popular kids, um, I, I wasn't a popular kid, but I, everybody knew who I was mm -hmm. on. And I didn't know this, you know, fast forwarding 20 years. I didn't know it. Dude, I have, I just got a lead yesterday from a chick that I haven't talked to since I graduated high school, but she was on cheer. I was on football. We didn't like date or anything. We're just casual buddies, right? Actually, we, we I think we didn't elementary school together okay. and so we know each other and i haven't physically seen her since 2005 2023 like almost 20 years yeah but we we're on social media she just gave me a lead for her mom's house that needs a roof fifteen thousand dollar roof there you go and i'm like but that came from freaking high school right but those but because you're a genuine tour like back then probably and she knew you know what i'm saying yeah just relationships right yeah. just being good to people and there and you have the cool crowd and it's funny like there was the lds crowd there's the football crowd there was the emo crowd right there's the you know there's all these different crowds and i wanted to be friends with all of them yes i don't know why That's i just and i just I, I just like people too like i i told my wife too she hates this because introvert i'm like i would literally invite a, a couple or a family over to dinner every single sunday a different one 52 times a year. Wow. If I if I could. Yeah. I can only get to do it like once a quarter because she's just like, eh, it's yeah. a little much for me, right? It's a job, right? That's what, that's what well, yeah. says too. Yeah, it's a, big, it's a huge setup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is exhausting. And I'm like, this is so fun. She's like, do you understand all the shit that has to go in yeah, before and, for and after? Part, just us talking. You're just literally sitting yes. there smiling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but, how's it exhausting? But, but for it them, it's mentally because yeah, sure unless you're an extrovert and like you thrive off of that, it's literally an energy, you know, yeah. sucker for them. For sure. So anyways, all right, I got Chappie on here. Where'd you get that nickname, by the way? Okay. What? No joke. I just have a chapstick addiction. 
You have a chapstick addiction. Yeah, that's it. You always have chapstick. Queen. Always. Are you shitting me? I, swear to God, I thought it was like some. I was. Nope. I was waiting. I was like, okay, we're gonna wrap up here in a few minutes. I was like, he's I got hear some. The story about this. Chapstick he's got some though. crazy ass prison. It's like, whoa, this one time, <laughs> this. Uh, I was wearing assless chaps, and then you know whatever. So it's, they give you shitty chapstick in prison, and it's like you know it has the stuff, and it like cuts your lips. So like once you use chapstick, you're you're always gonna need it. I'm yeah. just at the point of no return, bro. Like I've been using chapstick for so long. I've used it twenty. I'll go through Burt's Bees in three days. In three days. Three days. I go in like three months. Oh, I got. I, I lose it before I even I got go through it all. Twenty, thirty Burt's Bees just in my nightstand. Are you serious? Oh, everywhere, bro. I don't. I can't even lay on the couch without a chapstick in my pocket. Are you serious? I'm serious. I couldn't watch a TV show in my house. Like, I'll have so it really to, is an addiction. Like, you got to have it in your pocket. Have to, but if you don't time, have it, like, I can't even get the episode without doing it probably three or four times. That's why I even set it out during. Yeah, the I saw you do it a couple times. Like, I always got chap yeah. lips. That's it. That's that's where the name comes from. It has nothing to do with chap lips. No, nothing at all. It's just it, there's some sort there's some sort of yeah it, it, not emotional, but there's some sort of trigger there that. Also, partly started because I did used to box, and I was okay. small in prison. Mm. So, if you hold this in your hand, your fist is ten times harder than a regular fist. Sure, sure. So, like, I was yeah. always top of my uncle used to box. Like, hold a lighter in your hand if you're fighting a bigger dude, you know. So, like, a- anything I, solid. I use this in prison. So, this chapstick also helped my chap list, but also there we go. There's the yeah. there's the prison story. I was like, wait for it. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. There's but, a partial prison story with that too. But yeah, just a chapstick addiction, bro. That's so funny. Yeah. So chappy. Okay. There you go. That, so anybody want to know why why Peter Myers called called chappy? There you go. I was like, because some people call you that and some people don't. And I was like, is that like a a super cool friend thing? Yeah, if you're my boy, you can call me chappy. You can call me chappy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For sure. That's funny. But yeah, other people, but your name's not. It's not on Instagram or anything. Nope. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty, guys. So this is the Sexy Business Status Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Payne. Got Peter Meyerhoff on here, also known as Chappie. Don't call him that unless you're my friend. <laughs> um, and uh, dude, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Just you know, like I said, spitting fire. And uh, I really hope those listening that you you open your mouth and that you learn to connect with people and be genuine, be authentic, but also learn how to create and generate relationships um, and and help and help people. And then in return, you can leverage those relationships to take your business, your family, or your income to the next level. Absolutely. When you're scared to say something, like the worst thing that can happen is you not say anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're scared to, to speak your mind up or say something to a guy that's standing right next to you, the worst thing that can happen is you not saying something to him. Well, going back to sales, right? If you, if you never ask, the answer is always it's always a no. That's why I said like no. worse, and that's why I, I started that with DMs. I was hitting up people, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I would say that I would preface preface it by saying like, if I don't ask this question, it's a no already anyway. So like, I have nothing to lose here. So yeah, here, like here I've I never asked Daniel to be on my podcast. Yeah. Guess what? I'm, I'm I have a zero percent chance of him coming sitting in that chair. Why? Because I never asked him. Yep, one hundred percent. There you go. Make sure and go buy my book too. Against all odds. Oh yeah. got released today on Amazon. Uh, against all odds. Yes, it is on Amazon. Odds. Yeah, it's on Amazon right now. Dude, I'm gonna uh, buy twenty books. Yeah, it'll be on Kindle, uh, my website, and then check out my podcast, Roll Call with Chappie. And thank you for having me, bro. Roll Call with Chappie. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna buy twenty books. I I, I bought uh, Tommy Mello's uh, 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 Elevate. Yeah. And then I have a couple other ones in there. So yeah, every every time I have someone on a podcast or they have a book. I'll buy and get That's my all, speaking all my fee team. right now for most places. They buy my books. I'll come speak for free while the book's out. Well, we got we got one in July. So I'm there. So we'll buy. Uh, I don't know if people are going to be there, but we'll buy that many books. I'm there. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks bro. For having me. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You